And boy, he just really got nervous. He dropped the reins, grabbed onto the horn of the saddle, and just his eyes are big. And he's just, you know, bouncing back and forth and holding on with dear life and saying, whoa, Ruby, whoa, (laughs) Ruby, whoa, whoa, Ruby, whoa. Welcome to A Home That Heals. I'm Dee, along with my daughter, Brie. We are so glad that you are joining us today. Ever get the feeling that you are riding an out-of-control roller coaster and you just wish you could get back on track? We know that feeling all too well, but have seen some big wins in our homes with three simple God-given basics that we know will encourage you today on A Home That Heals. I was reminded of this story. In fact, my husband and I were just giggling over it, remembering when our son first started learning to ride. Horses. Horses. <laughs> yeah, not roller coasters. Not roller Although coasters. Although it feels that way sometimes. <laughs> it does feel that way sometimes. He was first learning how to ride horses. And I have to just pause really quick to tell you about our sweet Ruby. If you if you hop on our Instagram or Facebook, you can see some pictures of her. She is this sweet little blazer horse. She's a sorrel mare, which is like this light brown color. She's so pretty. But her disposition is just gold. Well, it's a night and day from what you had when you were your son's age, that's for sure. (laughs) And I think my kids have heard one too many stories about the horses that I grew up with. Oh, good old Benny. (laughs) Oh, good old Benny liked to buck and liked to give me a rodeo. And we had such a special relationship, but Ruby is the opposite of Benny. Thank goodness for this old grandma, because I would have a hard time going through that a second time. Oh, exactly. She's just so sweet. She wants to please. She just loves her people. And I tell you what, she quickly bonded with our second oldest son. They just have this sweet relationship. And um, she's really well-trained, mm-hmm. which again, I didn't mm-hmm. have growing mm-hmm. up, but she's she's a well-trained horse, so willing, uh, but she likes to go. She likes to move. Mm-hmm. You know, she wants to walk fast. She, she, you know, you want me to trot? Okay, I'll go a little faster. You want me to run? All right, let's do this. She's ready to go. And I love that. But, you know, he's starting to learn how to ride on this horse that likes to go a little bit. And he, uh, we were riding in this arena and we were kind of working on some things together. I was on a different horse and he was on Ruby and it was, it was going well and, and he was enjoying his time on her. And so I was getting hot. The sun had come out, the arena, you know, didn't have a lot of shade. So I kind of walked over to this area where there was some shade and told him to stay out in the middle and go around some cones and do some figure eights and things like that. Well, um, she decided she wanted to come over to the shade. <laughs> of course. <laughs> she didn't want to. That makes be perfect sense. So she comes trotting back over to, you know, her friends. And my son, um, he hadn't really trotted. He, he had trotted a little bit, but not a ton and wasn't feeling and comfortable. her pretty fast. It's pretty fast. And um, I mean, she was doing that fast trot. Like she'd go ahead and run if, if he wanted her to. And boy, he just really got nervous. He dropped the reins, grabbed onto the horn of the saddle, and just his eyes are big, and he's just, you know, bouncing back and forth and holding on with dear life and saying, whoa, Ruby, whoa, (laughs) Ruby, whoa, whoa, Ruby, whoa. I mean, just everything. I can tell his whole body is tense. And if you don't know a lot about horses, like they feel your every movement, you know, Mm -hmm. they can feel your body. So 
to her, she's probably thinking, oh, you want me to go faster? All right. Yeah. I remember that. That's <laughs> that's squeezing. one way you tell them you're squeezing. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. So the miscommunication was there. He drops the reins. So they're loose again. Oh, you know, dear. he has no, he's saying, whoa, but horses don't always just know that command. You know, there, there were way too many mixed signals going on. And so we were just kind of cracking up about this. And it made me think about, frankly, our home right now. <laughs> it really did. Oh, my. I, you know, I, I just feel sometimes like things are out of control. Mm. Oh, that's a horrible feeling. And I don't know how to get, <laughs> I don't know how to get control. I don't know where my tools are. I mm-hmm. don't know. I, I don't know where to go. You kind of forget because that out of control feeling puts you in that fight or flight maybe mm-hmm. mode. I don't know what it is, but I do can relate to that feeling. And it's not a good one. It's not a good feeling. And I also recalled, because after that incident, I wanted to understand what what made him so scared, mm-hmm. you know, in that mm-hmm. moment. And we had a really good conversation. You know, he basically is this kid that, He'll fly down to your house on his bike. Talk about whoa. Yeah. I want to run out into that. We have a dirt road between our houses. And I so many times want to be that grandma that's out there. <laughs> Slow down. Slow down. I know yeah. you want those, you want like speed limit signs, <laughs> don't do. you? Down I do. Our speed drive. bumps. Let's put a few <laughs> speed bumps in. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no fear. Flies, no, no fear. fear. And yeah. same with his mountain bike. No yes, fear. No yeah. fear. And And he'll get on this little like, um, four-wheeler thing and go in precarious positions where it could roll over on top of him. And so during this conversation that I'm trying to figure out what he was scared at, you know, what what was the root fear that he was feeling mm, in that moment? I'm curious. I was also say? trying to reveal to him that he was on a very soft, sandy arena that, yes, he might fall off of, but would hurt much less than yeah. if he fell off his mountain bike going, you know, 20 miles an hour on gravel. Right. Or if the four-wheeler tipped over on top of him, just what was it that he, you know, that made him feel so nervous? Because he knew, he said to me, I knew she wanted to go over by her friends. She wanted to go over to you. I said, so you knew where she was going. You knew why. You knew she wasn't out of control. You knew exactly where she was going, that she doesn't want to hurt you. Mm -hmm. Right. And Mm -hmm. he's, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, what was it, you know, that made you feel so fearful? And he said it was that feeling out of control and he just didn't know what to do mm. to make her stop and or to get back that control. Mm-hmm. And I really thought, you know, when our home becomes a place that is chaotic and it doesn't feel like a home that heals, it doesn't feel peaceful, we don't have a good rhythm, it really is... It's that out of control feeling. Mm-hmm. Which like, on every level for every age, it's like God made us so that we don't like that. You know, mm. he's a He's a God of order. And mm. um, and when we think about control, I think sometimes, you, I think people that maybe don't walk with God, they, they think God wants to control you. You mm. know, it's this thing. But, you know, he gives us grace and freedom. But within that, then we learn the mm. beauty of self-control yes. and of how that can bring us peace and all those good things, you know? That is so good because it gives us a freedom that you can have. And again, just like Mm -hmm. riding that horse, Mm -hmm. when he has control of the reins, when he has his footing firm in those stirrups 
and his seat is nice and he's mm-hmm. going with the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Oh, the freedom mm-hmm. he can have. Mm-hmm. He could fly around that arena and be filled with so much joy. He could go out on the trail and experience places he's never seen before. But he does have to have control. Mm-hmm. He does have to have order in order to be able yeah. to experience that. Yeah. Sorry, I just thought that was Well, that, that's neat. what I love about horses. They give you so many examples of truth. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, I just always go back to God's creation. God gives us these creatures. He gives us, you know, the plants, the birds, the everything. The, just the world around us is telling us stuff about him mm-hmm. all the time. And so, oh, so now yeah. I want to get to more of what you then, what did you, I'll use a big word I used with my life skills class today. What did you extrapolate from that? Ooh. Well, I extrapolated <laughs> I that perhaps in our home, there are three main basics that we need to get back to. Okay. All so, right. So let's get down to brass tacks, huh? I really did think about it. So, I mean, just go along with me here because I did. I thought of the reins. Mm-hmm. That's one. You know, he needed to have that control. He needed to be able to have that, you know, in his hands. <laughs> I thought of the stirrups, you Mm -hmm. know, that's number two, you know, having that firm footing. And, um, I thought of just that relaxation, you know, being able to rest and not feel so tense and, and everything. So that's what made me kind of think, okay, what are, what are three, I, you know, there's probably 20 things that we need to change in our home right now to make it more peaceful, but let's start with three to kind of correlate with this story that uh, just made me realize that we've got to get back to some things that are very simple in our home and that are so evident to us that when we are in this good rhythm and we haven't just completely kicked these things to the curb, our home does become this place of complete healing rather than complete disorder. For us, um, the first one is so simple yet for some reason it is so hard for me to do is regular family meals. Yeah. Yeah. I, right now we have been eating out. We have been, you know, just trying to gather whatever scraps we can find from the pantry. We have not been eating healthy. And I do, I notice a huge thing in our family when we aren't eating nutritious meals, because that's what God created us for. We've got to fuel our bodies with good nutrition, but we also need to fuel our, our souls with time together. Mm -hmm. And there's just something about regular family meals. It doesn't have to be every single night of the week, but once in a while sitting down at the table and being able to talk about our day that refuels us and helps us get through the week. And so whatever that looks like for you guys, you know, I think that that face-to-face time together for us, it's regular family meals that just help us to get back on track and to feel good, feel healthy again, feel refreshed. That was one of our very first podcasts, I think. We talked about that. It and was. And it has always been kind of a, it's always a challenge. Mm-hmm. I don't think if anybody has it absolutely figured out 100%, um, write a book. Because <laughs> I've read quite a few books on this kind of stuff. And there mm-hmm. are ideas out there that I know we can share some that have worked in the past and you're going to try to get back to. But I was having this conversation with a friend this week, and he said, haven't you ever wondered why God would make us have to eat three times a day? Wouldn't it be easier if we only had to eat one time a day? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, I'd never thought of that, but you're so, you're so right. And he said, but I've, I've thought about it, and I've come up with this. I think he knew or knows that we need that 
that community, that mm-hmm. connection three times a day. If you think about it, those are the beginning of the day, the middle of the day, the end of the day. Oh, and if yeah. we just had one meal, then we would miss out on that connection. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. That was from my friend Michael Borner with Mission 17. Mm. And he's raised some lovely girls and, you know, thought about these things a lot. And I, I'm going to remember that because that you sometimes resent it. It's because you're in a hurry and you're trying to get places, but that is valuable time. It is. It really is. And and for us, it is just that basic that we got to go back to. And for some reason, we veer off of it. And so I have to remind myself. So yeah. I'm publicly saying this okay. to remind myself that I got to get back on that track. I got to get a hold of those reins. Okay, you girls that are listening, and and if there's some dads out there, we are her accountability partners yes. right now. So right now. okay, and- meal planning check. <laughs> okay. Oh, number two for us is bedtime. I tell you what, nine times out of ten, the way we hit the hay is a bigger indicator of our next day. Like it is huge. It is that big that if we have a good bedtime routine and we are able to just like really calm down, really connect and go to bed peaceful rather than just hectic, there is something about the way we wake up the next morning. And again, I'm just, you guys, I'm telling on myself, I have been so lazy. Now what happened? Because you were the queen of bedtime routines. I mean, I was really astounded at how well you did that for a long, long time. I'm going to be honest. I, the weather was so bad this spring, so bad. And as soon as it started to get nice, we have been outside working our tails off. Mm -hmm. We just, we Mm -hmm. love being outside. So I come in and I'm just, I'm really exhausted. Yeah. And the kids say, mom, could we have a movie night? (laughs) You're like, I'm all about that right now. Mom, could we watch a show? And I think, oh, we spent all day outside. You mm-hmm. haven't had any screen time. Like, sure, why not? I've been letting them watch a movie, letting them watch a show. Half the time they fall asleep or I fall asleep. And then, and so then we just yeah. kind of groggily go upstairs and get tucked into bed and call it good. Mm-hmm. And it isn't good. Mm-hmm. It has not been good. It's been really, really, our mornings have been really difficult. So I just am reminded that for us, this is our routine that works so well is if, you know, we can just have, no matter how late it is, honestly, it's better even if it's late to make sure I go through this where they go up, brush their teeth, get their cozies on, come downstairs. We get in the word, we read the Bible, um, whether, you know, sometimes we can do a whole chapter, sometimes just a, just five verses mm-hmm. and just talk about it a little bit, say a prayer we love reading novels, so read a chapter out of an adventure story. Oh, you've got a great list, too. Oh, yeah. Great books you guys have li- Oh, the kids love that. We Yeah, right now we're doing Ember Falls. I think they want to do the whole series. We're, we're loving that series. But I just, I love that time yeah. together. And yeah. it, there's just something about the energy level. You know, it starts off really high. And as we keep reading, it just really helps them to sink in, get relaxed, get ready for bed. We go upstairs, each kiddo, we have a different little routine as, you know, with them when we go into their bed bedroom, but not skipping that, not skipping that time of either prayer or a song or just asking them how they're doing. I love that and the older kids still like a song too. You know, yeah, they were all spending too. the night with us the other night and it had been a while since I'd had all four. Uh-huh. And I was surprised that the oldest ones wanted a song. <laughs> and oh. I, okay, now let me think. And I was trying to think of more adult 
you know, song to do. And, oh no, Father, Father Abraham, sing that one. <laughs> and I, oh, that's an oldie but a goodie. Oh, cute. But yeah, it was neat. Yeah. There's something very comforting about that. Just that routine. Okay, all is well with the world and now yeah. I can go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is for your, your home though. I just want to say this before I, I give you my third uh, basic that we are going to go back to. I love that every home is different. Mm-hmm. Every home, you you know your family. God made you for your family. But I guarantee you, you probably have three basics that you can go back to. They do not have to be rocket science. This is, Do not pick the hardest one to implement. Do not pick the most difficult. Pick the one that you know is tried and true. And that when your family is doing that, when you guys are gathering in that way, or you are you know, incorporating that into your day, you just sense this peace that comes mm-hmm. and this rhythm and this habit that that really helps your family to be able to create order out of chaos. So I just want to say that. And if you have some ideas, send them to Please, our Instagram and yeah. Facebook because we love hearing from you. You guys have such good ideas and we can encourage one another because what works for me might not work for your family, but what works for your family, if we can share that on our Facebook page, that might help another family. So please do that. Um, but for us, my number three, oh, this is the hardest one. <laughs> so that's why it's number three, because mm-hmm. I'm going to start with number one and two. I have to be proactive about the behavioral struggles that my kids are having. Mm-hmm. I, proactive. I, proactive. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait and just talk with them when they are in that red zone, when their lid is flipped and they are just hot and I'm hot and we are not in a good position. I those are the times we we do not need to have discussions. Uh, we no, need to just they're cool worthless. Down. Absolutely, hundred percent worthless at that point. They are for us. You know, maybe your kids are different, but for my kids, I need to have those discussions when we have cooled down, and I I need to look for those moments that I can really talk with them about why they were frustrated, why I was frustrated. And then go to God's word and really get to the heart of the matter. So many times, especially right now, because life is just busy, sometimes I just try to fix the behavior and that doesn't solve the problem. Oh, yeah, and you've talked about that before. The heart issues mm-hmm. are the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it yeah. makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. When I get to the heart of it and I realize, really, frankly, I gotta be honest, sometimes it's my heart. Mm-hmm. What is it? Me is it too. selfishness? Yeah. Is it self-control? Is it, um, you know, what is it going on in my heart that needs to be transformed and needs to be, you know, just more focused on what God's will is for my life? But also for them to start to notice that too. You know, that, no, you're not really irritated at your brother because he was poking you. You're irritated because you're, you're feeling kind of selfish right now. Or you just want to be irritated. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's just, I want to be grumpy. <laughs> and I know that feeling. Yeah. Once in a while. Not very often. <laughs> Not very often, no. Of course. Yeah. Good point, though. And I think if you, if you, when you get so immersed in the behavior, then it becomes a, it kind of becomes a battle of behaviors. Mm-hmm. You know, your behaviors versus their behaviors. <laughs> yeah. And it's right? not, it just doesn't go anywhere. No. So take a mommy time out. Okay. And, and then <laughs> come back go. and try again. So I don't know, these may sound really way too simple and for your family, but they really work for mine. And you might have a different top three, but I just want to encourage you today. If your home, you know, it's this 
transition between the end of school year, getting into December, if it's starting to feel like something is just off, take a deep breath, pause, and try to think, what are the reins that you need to pick up mm-hmm. to gain a little more control? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you need to put your feet? You know, where can you firmly plant them? And how can you just take a deep breath and relax and stay focused mm. and be able to enjoy the ride with your kids, oh, enjoy so the time, go on adventures mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. laugh, and have a wonderful healing home that they get to come to from this crazy world. Because that's a lot of it is we're keeping our eyes on the crazy mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Let's keep our eyes on our homes and know that we're made for this. Mm-hmm. God's going to equip us. He's going to fill us. He is going to give us everything we need yeah. for our kids. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. And thank you because we know you'll give us some good ideas. And so that's why we love doing this podcast. And speaking of good ideas it's and routines, mm-hmm. it's time to get in gear for grandma camp. So Woo! don't go away. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about that. I want to I want to, you know, plug in with some of you grandmas out there that are also thinking about grandma camp this summer. So we'll be right back. KTSY presents the all-new Stories Unveiled podcast, hosted by Ashley Sears, where she invites guests to discuss how God is impacting their lives right here in the Treasure Valley. We talk about the purpose in every story and how to live in freedom from your past. Each episode, you're invited into a conversation about real life. If an issue is addressed in the Bible, then it's important to create a safe and supportive space to discuss it. New episodes of the Stories Unveiled podcast are now available at ktsy.org slash podcasts or listen at all major podcast providers. The Stories Unveiled podcast is created in partnership with KTSY and Barefoot Media Ministries. For more encouragement and other podcasts, visit ktsy.org. I can't wait for Grandma Kim. <laughs> I know, I know you can't, and I can't either. I started this tradition. What was it? Four years ago? I think so. And I've, I've, I've was not an original idea. Of course, for me, it was something that some of my friends were doing, and of course, Pinterest. Mm-hmm. You know, it shows up on Pinterest, and I thought, oh, that sounds like fun, and it has been so much fun. But I, I noticed that every year I do it, it gets a little harder in this respect. It was new at the beginning, so everything I did was new. The kids were all about it. But now it's kind of like it's got to be bigger and better, you know, to try to live up to what they remember. But it's getting easier in the respect that their their interests, and even though we have kind of a widespread from 6 to 12, they can do a lot. I mean, the little one can do a lot more than she could before. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to that this summer. But, you know, grandmas, does summer just sneak up on you? I, it's like all of a sudden it's here and I should have had this all planned out. And I've been thinking about it and working on it uh, off and on. But I've got to get serious about it now. So um, feel free to jump on and tell me how you are doing it. I'm going to be talking to a couple of my friends that I think are really excellent at grandma camp. They call it cousin camp because oh, they yeah. bring in, you know, all, all their their children's children. You're, you're my only child that's given me grandchildren so far. So anyway, but I am going to tell you a couple things I've run across that I think will be really fun. And one is that, that this idea of hidden treasure. Somehow I saw something about that, and I remembered back probably when I was seven, eight, nine years old, somewhere in there, mm. and I was all about drawing treasure maps and wanting to find treasure and hide treasure and oh, yeah. try to get the neighbor girl to go find the treasure with my treasure map. And 
I thought that there's something about that. And it ties in with so many themes that we can think about, you know, because I like to make grandma camp really about, um, you know, crafts and games and adventure. But I really do like for it to always point to Jesus, always point back to, you know, what what the adventure of living with him is all about. Mm. And so that's why I'm going to kind of focus on hidden treasure. I love that. Yeah. Oh, they are going to love that. Do you know my kids constantly make little treasure maps to go around the house and and find little goodies and things like that. So they're going to be thrilled. So they're going to so. expect a big treasure. They are. You better, <laughs> I better have something have up something my good. sleeve. Okay, so please give me some ideas. And boy, everything from, I've read everything from how some of you take your grandkids thrift shopping, you know, thrift store shopping, but how you make that an adventure. I oh. want to hear more about that. And what are the games that have really worked with your kids? I've, I d- I've done some of the minute to win it games. Those are big hits, but I know there's other stuff out there. And um, grandmas, have any of you done camping outside overnight with all your grandkids? Because I oh, think that sounds like fun and I'd like would. to try that. So anyway, we're working on it and we'll be doing uh, our grandma camp in July, I believe. So I've got a little bit of time, but not too much. Mm, yeah. Well, be sure to, to send your ideas this way because grandma camp is huge at our home. And if you haven't ever thought of doing grandma camp, maybe you have some ideas now to start your own this year because... I tell you what, your daughters will love it. Uh, (laughs) True. Oh, well, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you to KTSY for giving us this opportunity to be a part of such an amazing community. We love hearing from you. So send us your messages on Facebook or Instagram and share your story with us because you never know who it might help encourage. That's right. So remember, you're made for this. And even when life feels chaotic, God can and will equip you for what lies ahead. We'll have more next time right here on A Home That Heals. A Home That Heals is produced in partnership with 89.5 KTSY. To find out more about them, go to ktsy.org.